Hey folks, welcome back to our online experience, man. I'm so grateful and so thankful for Zealous Music. That was some incredible worship right out there. I hope you enjoyed worshiping with us from the comfort of your home, wherever you're watching from. I'm telling you, it's such a joy and a privilege to still continue meeting as a community. Though we are doing it online for so many months, um, I know uh, I am personally missing that physical uh, gathering, those physical times and moments where we used to come together and worship and just hang out and, and enjoy the company of each other. Things are different, times are changing, but what I'm excited about is that your faithfulness and your commitment to tune in every week as we build this community together. So come on, if you're there right now on chat, can you just appreciate the person who's there on chat along with you? You may not see that person, you may not know who else is tuning in, but maybe if you just put in something on chat, we would know who are you watching along with. So come on, get those high fives, get those uh, appreciation uh, chats or texts or emojis going. Come on, can we get some conversation on for the next few minutes on the chat? If you're thankful for something this week, come on, give praise to Jesus. If you're excited about something, if you're hopeful about something, or if you even have a prayer request, let us know. Our hosts are there on chat right now. So we would love to pray for you right now. Yes, that's right, right now. We would want to pray along with you, believe with you, stand along with you, and see God's hand of faithfulness at work. We believe God is at work even in this current seasons of our life. And I wanna take the next few minutes to continue talking to you about this simple yet powerful word called faith. But hey, we've celebrated our Independence Day yesterday. Uh, I, if, you, if you're an ardent follower of, of, of those patriotic feelings, like my wife is, she loves these flag hoisting sessions. You know, she, she sometimes, she, she even fought with me once uh, because she wanted to go down um, in, in our apartment for the flag hoisting session. And I was like, okay, maybe, uh, I am, I love my country, I am proud of it, but uh, early morning flag hosting on a, on a weekend, weekend or on a public holiday is just not me, okay? Uh, I'm just confessing something right now, but, but Jui, she's different. She was like up, ready to go. She's like, you know what? You talk about faith, you talk about love, what happens when it comes to your country? I was like, okay. Uh, I didn't know I'm going to get judged because I didn't show off for a flag hosting, but she is super proud of that particular moment. I don't know what you think of when it comes to freedom. I don't know what is it that gets you going when you think about this word freedom. But I want to kind of play this, uh, this, uh, this talk in such a way that, or rather place this talk in such a way. I want to talk about freedom and faith. And I want to dive us, I want us to dive in straight to a text. Uh, we're going to be looking at one of the letters the Apostle Paul has written uh, to, the, to the province of Galatia. And uh, this is one of the most raw and this is one of the most emotional letters he has penned down. You know, because you see his love, you see his concern that Paul has for the Christ followers who seem to be distracted in their journey of faith. 
distracted in their journey of faith and have given in to the customs and the practices that are helping them get nowhere. Don't we all get caught up in that fix sometimes? You know, as we, uh, as we begin this journey or this, or this uh, relationship with Christ, what starts off as a genuine desire and a hunger to know Jesus more turns out into this, this bunch of things that we need to do and these tasks that we need to fulfill, that we, that we put the pressure that we, on ourselves, that we constantly have to do something to keep the ball rolling in our spiritual journey. Have you guys been there? Have you guys ever felt that way? I want to help us. I really want to help us today. Call out those things. Okay, so I hope you guys are ready for this. I want to help us call those things out. Those moments out. Those habits that may be pushing us away from, the, from that intimate relationship with Jesus. And as we look into our text from the book of Galatians, I want to speak to us on this simple question that I want to ask you. What keeps our faith alive? That's the title of my talk for tonight. What keeps our faith alive? I hope those conversations are still going on in chat, guys. Let's, let's, let's stay a bit vocal on chat. Um, you may, if you want to ask that to the person who you just said hi to, just go ahead and ask them this question. What keeps our faith alive? Let's turn to Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 to 5, and we're reading from the Passion Translation. This is Paul writing to the province of Galatia. And this is what he says. What has happened to you Galatians to be acting so foolishly? You must have been under some evil spell. You guys have been watching a bit too much of Harry Potter. Or I don't know what. But you must have been under some evil spell. Did God open up, open your eyes to see the meaning of Jesus' crucifixion? Wasn't he revealed to you as the crucified one? So answer me this. Did the Holy Spirit come to you as a reward for keeping all the Jewish laws? No, you received him as a gift because you believed in the Messiah. Your new life in the anointed one began with the Holy Spirit giving you a new birth. Why then would you so foolishly Turn from living in the spirit by trying to finish by your own works. Have you endured all these trials and persecutions for nothing? Let me ask you again. What does the lavish supply of the Holy Spirit in your life and the miracles of God's tremendous power have to do with you keeping religious laws? The Holy Spirit is poured out upon us through the revelation and power of faith. Can you say that along with me? Through the revelation and power of faith, not by keeping the law. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you so much for your word. We want to thank you for every single person who's tuning in uh, from wherever they are right now, God. I pray... Lord, that even as they have shown the desire 
to connect and plug into this uh, gathering, Lord. I pray that your word would speak to us, that your word would cut through the realities and the, and the tensions and the worries and the anxieties of our life and bring that, that hope, bring that faith, bring that love, God, that we need in this current season and even in this moment right now. I want to pray specifically, God, that your faith would, would make a tangible difference for us right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are talking about what keeps our faith alive. And we just read Paul's um, letter that he has written to, to the Galatians. In fact, this is, this is, uh, this is a, a book that is spaced out over six chapters and he is just going and expressing and, and kind of challenging and asking these, these people who once started following Christ but now are giving in to a whole bunch of customs and traditions and, and the ritualistic patterns you know, of, of pursuing Jesus while they're pursuing Jesus, they're also trying to see how they can stay in the game by doing their works. And Paul here is so surprised as to what has happened to these people. You know, they started off this, this relationship with Christ in such a beautiful way, in such a, such a uh, you know, where faith was at the core of everything. And now they're trying to supplement it with a whole bunch of other things. And whether it's false teachings, whether it's customs or, or, or practices that is, that is stealing the joy of enjoying this journey, you know, or maybe even killing it. And he's concerned about the danger that they are in as they prefer to continue with this approach. See, faith in Jesus is enjoyed through a relationship with him than through just some rituals. Faith in Jesus is enjoyed through a relationship, an encounter, an experience with, with Christ than through some ritualistic you know, steps or processes. You know, you would have heard me say this many times or, or, or if you're hear, hearing this for the first time, I really want this to be cemented in our hearts right now that our relationship with Jesus Christ is more than a bunch of rituals. Our relationship with Christ is more than a bunch of gatherings and meetings that we usually were a part of or we have to be a part of. It is more than just sitting back and tuning into these weekly online gatherings as well. Our faith in Christ is meant to be cherished through our individual times of prayer. Of, of reading and studying the scriptures on a continual basis and growing and maturing in that. Can everybody say that? It's, it's about your individual time. It's about my individual time. It's about every single Christ follower's individual time as much as it is about these corporate gatherings. Even though it's online right now, even though our gathering on a weekly basis is important, but I want to tell you, your individual time with Jesus is so important. And that's, that's what helps us enjoy this faith. That's what really teaches us to grow and to mature more in knowing more about Jesus and who Jesus is and what he means for every single one of us. And I want... I want us to look at these few things that really keep our faith alive during these constantly changing times that we all are, are, are witnessing or, or we are living in, you know, because every single day you wake up, there is some new update. 
Every single way that, that when you wake up, you've got some new breaking headlines that, that, that I don't know, that maybe making you go like, oh my goodness, what, is God, what, what more am I going to see? It's sad, it's, it's heartbreaking, sometimes it's depressing, but when all of these things are happening around us, what keeps our faith in Christ going stronger? I want to unpack a few things that God really is challenging us as a community as we navigate through this time. See, the freedom uh, that, that we talk about, the faith that we talk about, it's, it's so much possible that as we begin and progress in our journey of Christian faith, we give in to moments and situations that are toxic for our growth. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in that space where you have given in to, I don't know, moments or habits or lifestyles which are, which are toxic? But it's, the, it's our freedom and the new life that Jesus promises for each one of us is always under attack. I'm telling you, it is always under attack. And it is your responsibility to God and it's your responsibility to grow this gift of life and freedom that we have in Christ. If you, if you missed that out, let me say that again. It is your responsibility to God and grow this new life and this freedom that we have in Jesus. But the good news is, right, you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it at your own strength. You don't have to carry this weight or this burden of constantly trying to live in freedom and, and, and constantly trying to live out this new life with your own human efforts or with your own human strength. You see, that is the mistake the people in, in the book of Galatians were making. They had given in to this idea that the salvation and the new life that Jesus assures us is not just through faith, but they wanted to add on human efforts of, of rituals and law keeping to it. See, in, in our context today, as we look at this, as we look at this passage, the, the significance of rituals and human efforts may look different. Hear me out, they, they may look different, but believe me, if we sit down and look in deep into our lives, there are patterns, there are routines, and there are, there are ongoing, that are toxic enough to stall your faith and prevent us from cherishing the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. Are you guys with me? You know, these, there, there are these tendencies that push us back. There are these tendencies that, that, that kind of pressurize us to fall back on the habits of our past and eventually keep us in bondage. Our freedom is at stake if we are constantly giving in to the habits and the lifestyles of the past. And Paul pens it down in a very clear manner to help everyone see the real freedom we all have in Jesus Christ. He says in the book of Galatians, in the same book in chapter 5, verse 1, Paul says, let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free, not partially, but completely, wonderfully free. I love this part of the Passion Translation, how it expounds on the, on the depth and the significance of freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. Here's what it says, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must cherish 
this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. I want to speak this word over somebody right now. If, if there was ever a, ch- a chance or a time you wanted to be stubborn, this is your moment. Grab it. If there was ever a time that you wanted to rebel, this is your moment. Grab it, make use of it, live it out. Because the freedom that Jesus has given us is special. Because it helps us live a life in freedom, not partially, but completely. But Paul is also saying, he's also telling us, that it's your responsibility, it's my responsibility to refuse to go back to the bondage of the past. See, the freedom that Jesus assures us is meant for every part of your life. It's meant for every single part of your life. Your, your, your relationships, your health, whether it's your emotional health, whether it's your mental health, your your physical or your spiritual health, your your workspace, your businesses, your education, and, and the list can go on and on. The freedom that Jesus assures us is not limited to just the church hours or it's not limited to church life. It's meant for you and me to experience that freedom in every single aspect of our life. And the only way to live well in the freedom that Jesus gives us is when we refuse to go back to the life of regret of the past. It's when we refuse, when we are stubborn enough to to go back to the very things that Christ has set us free from. Because hear me, hear me out there. Uh, I was was prepping for this and and when I wrote this down, I knew that this is for, for some of us, I don't know about you, I know this is for me. Because this is, this is so crucial. This is so crucial. Some of us are believing Jesus in the present while still holding on to the mistakes and the lifestyles of the past. And that is what is keeping you from experiencing the new life in Christ in all its fullness and abundance. You know, God, God really... Uh, spoke to me very, very precisely about when Paul says that he set us free completely one and wonderfully, not partially. I started asking myself, what are the areas in my life that I have not allowed the freedom of Christ to take complete charge in? Now, every single time we're hit with a crisis, Doubt, it's at its peak. Every single time we're hit with a problem, you know, worry is at its peak. Every single time we, we, we go through a difficulty or we experience a difficult moment, we kind of start crumbling inside. Outside everything might look different, but we start crumbling inside. And, and I believe God wants to set some of us free from that. Where, where you see, we, we become so good and so strong at professing our faith in the public, but are shallow and weak when applying the power of the gospel message in our personal lives. You know what I mean? We, we are hopeful in the future that Jesus promises us, but are still unwilling to let go of our rigid thought life of the past. 
And, and that is when we start approaching our faith with supplementary works and ritualistic patterns to earn God's approval and to earn his love. You know, we think that, okay, if I pray for such and such time, things will be okay. If I, if I give financially to, uh, over a period of certain time, things will begin to change. If I fast, things will begin to change. If I tune in to a weekly online gathering, things will begin to change. Well, maybe, maybe it might happen in that way. But can I pull us back to the core of how we are supposed to express and live out the new life that Jesus gives us? It's meant to be lived in freedom, guys. Jesus has dealt with every barrier that can stop us from experiencing his life, his new life for us. It is, it, but it is, it is solely up to us to start living our lives in communion with, with him. You know, to see the beauty and to, and to enjoy the fullness that God has in store for every single one of us. See, a dependency and relationship with the Holy Spirit moves us from bondage to freedom. Our dependency in our relationship moves us from bondage to freedom. And, and that's what a life of true freedom is. It's not this idea of, of living your life according to whatever you want to do. But, but true freedom brings direction. True freedom brings perspective. And true freedom brings purpose in our lives. And the gospel message of Jesus gifts us with this freedom and this new life. But like I said, it is our relationship with the Holy Spirit that really shapes and grows this gift the way God desires for us. Freedom actually comes with this great responsibility to steward it well and make sure that we are no longer falling back on our past. See, we are partakers, we are receivers of this, of this new covenant of grace because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, right? But the grace that God has given us puts a, puts a high responsibility on us. Grace comes with a higher responsibility. Grace is not our license to fall back on the past. Grace is not our license to sin. Grace is not our license to kind of domesticate the, the wrong in our lives. Grace empowers us to live by faith and grace also empowers us to live in freedom. And it's that freedom what is what keeps our faith alive. It's the freedom that you and me experience because of Jesus is what keeps our faith going. The bondage of religion and rituals is broken at the altar of grace. That's the power of faith. That's the power of grace. And that's the power of everything that Jesus has done for everybody. And I want to encourage us I want to encourage us as we, with this final take back as we wrap up, to keep our faith alive and to keep our faith strong. Let's read from Galatians chapter 5. And we read these couple of verses. Verse 13, he says, Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. 
But don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. Freedom means that we become so completely free from self-indulgence that we become servants of one another, expressing love in all we do. For love completes the law of God. All the law can be summarized in one grand statement. Demonstrate love to your neighbor even as you care for and love yourself. See, true freedom equips us to live for a higher and a greater cause. That's what freedom in Christ does. Our expression of love for others is the evidence of true freedom in us. Man, I pray and I hope that zealous we be a community that we are not ashamed of our past because Jesus has redeemed our past. I pray and believe that we are not ashamed of expressing love to, to in all situations and maybe even at all times, even when it hurts, because that's the evidence that you and me are living a life in true freedom. And, and, and it's your personal dependency and your relationship with the Holy Spirit that will liberate you fully and help live in complete freedom. And, and I don't know exactly what you need in your life right now or, or where you need the freedom of Christ right now. I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know what this phrase freedom in Christ means to you right now. But I do know this, that if you give Jesus an opportunity to step into that particular situation, take your hands off, take your intellect off, take your experience off and allow Jesus to step into that particular situation and live according to the new life that he assures for every single one of us, you will see yourself walking in true freedom. And, and it is that freedom that's going to keep your faith strong and it's that freedom that is going to keep your faith alive. Freedom is your portion in Jesus Christ. Not partial, not, not, just, not just something that lasts for a week, not just something that lasts for these two hours or one hour that we meet on Sundays. It's meant for all of us to live a life of freedom every single day. And you don't have to do it at your own strength. I don't know if you have been listening to this and if you have had this desire in these last few minutes to, to really walk into that life that Jesus has promised us. If, if that's you, if you have never made a decision to, to follow Jesus, to, to give your life to him, to commit your life to Jesus, maybe you can start experiencing the freedom of God through that simple step of committing your heart and your life to Jesus. For those of you who have also been struggling uh, with, with moments or habits or lifestyles where you see yourself caught up in bondages, you see yourself caught up in, in struggles, which are so real that you say, Ninad, you know what? I think I've tried everything, but nothing seems to be working. I want to tell you, maybe it's time you allow Jesus to come into that particular situation. Call it out. Call it out by faith. Call it out in the freedom, through the lens of the freedom that Jesus offers all of, all of us. 
And if that's you, I want us to pray a prayer of faith right now. Let's start by praying for all of us who may be struggling to see that true freedom, the true liberty that Jesus gives. Let's maybe pray first for that. And if that's you, maybe wherever you are, if, if you can just lift up your hands or just, or just have a, a posture of prayer right now, let's believe by faith that, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you desiring to walk in the complete freedom, in the true freedom, Lord, that, that, that you have given because of your son, Jesus. I pray whatever situations, whatever struggles, whatever challenges and problems uh, we are going through right now, I pray that the sacrifice, the life, death and resurrection of Christ is enough to set us free, God. I pray let us experience true liberty, true freedom, let us, let us experience it. Let us live it out. Let, us, let it boost our faith and give us perspective. Bring, give us purpose and give us direction, Lord. Only you can do that. We believe you, Jesus. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for the stories that are coming out through this time of prayer right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.